Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So today I'm going to be touching on meal timing and frequency. Uh, before doing so, quick update on myself as I usually do. So when I'm recording this, I'm currently four weeks post-show or yesterday I was. Uh, I'm recording this at the start of the week. So by the time you're listening to this, it'll be four and a half towards five. And uh, continuing to improve as body weight rises. So nothing too exciting to speak about, to be honest. Uh, as I expect, I'm just slowly getting stronger, slowly performing better, and movements are slowly feeling better just because I've got additional body weight behind me. Like I spoke about the previous weeks, when you're at a really light body weight, you're not in a position to do things like maintain tightness very well on deadlifts and rows, uh, which I've found a struggle, but slowly getting better. And each week as body weight increases, I feel better doing the movements that require a bit more body weight behind me. And uh, yeah, overall things are going well. And I'm taking a devolume week this week. A devolume week is basically a week where I'll just be doing one set to failure on each exercise instead of doing maybe like two or three sets. And the reason being is just to drop fatigue, physical and mental tiredness. It's like a deload or the reason people take time off the training to rest and recover uh, because we've had quite a few signs in terms of why like I should deload, I'm feeling a bit more fatigued, sleep's a bit worse, I've not got quite the drive and motivation and enjoyment of training, which is fine, like I'll still, I'll still get my sessions in, of course, I'll still remain disciplined, but it is a sign that you are fatigued and you should potentially deload. I've also got quite a few aches and pains, my head has been quite sore, so quite a lot of signs actually to pull back. Uh, and they they all kind of came crashing down at once. Uh, so it's kind of good that we're doing so then now before they get worse. Because what we don't want is to, let's say, push too far and then end up having to take several weeks pulling back or having a really poor week of training. If we nip it in the bud now, drop the fatigue now, it means we'll be in a position where we can then perform better. And the reason we don't want to be fatigued is because fatigue basically masks our performance which means it stops us from performing well. And jumping into the episode, so I'm going to touch on meal timing and frequency, like I said. So first of all, what is meal timing? Meal timing is simply the time you consume your meals on a daily basis, as the word suggests. In terms of meal frequency, it's how frequent you eat on a daily basis. So what I mean by that is how, like, how many meals do you have in a daily basis? And... In terms of if your meal timing and frequency does matter, yes, it's not just about calories in, calories out. When it comes to your nutrition, calorie and protein intake will matter most in terms of that will probably give you the most reward. Like you're not gonna lose weight by eating six meals if you're not eating in a calorie deficit. You're not gonna gain weight eating a certain amount of meals if you're not in a calorie surplus. What's gonna make you lose or gain weight is energy balance, meaning eating enough calories or eating a little enough calories to make your body weight change so that's what's going to matter most however food timing will also have an influence as well as frequency meaning it's not like they're not going to play a part into things yes it's not gonna directly maybe make a massive change in your body weight but it will make a change in your body composition over time and again if you just focus on like the big fundamentals you'll get a decent amount of progress but you can get more progress by focusing on 
the smaller details and more intricate details, which these basically are. So the first reason why it does matter is adherence. So your timing and frequency of your meals will affect your ability to stick to your diet, eh, regardless if you're bulking or if you're dieting. If you, let's say, have too little meals in your diet, meaning you don't eat enough meals, if let's say you eat twice a day, it, regard this is me not commenting on the effectiveness of your diet or on paper if it's optimal for muscle growth or not. But just looking at it from an adherence point of view, meaning your ability to stick to a diet, if you have too little meals in the day, it's going to be hard to get the food in when you're bulking. Meaning, let's say your calories go up to 3,000 when you're bulking. That means you're going to have to have two 1,500 calorie meals, which might serve as a challenge, which might not digest too well. Whereas if, let's say, on the other hand, you eat six times a day, then that's going to be a lot easier uh, to eat 3,000 calories. It would just be like 500 calories each meal. And you just do that six times which isn't really a ton of food in one sitting. And in terms of when you're dieting, so the same applies. If, let's say, you have two meals when you're dieting, then, yes, you might be a wee bit full after the meal, but you'll be starving the rest of the day because you're going to have to wait very, very long in between your meals. The opposite applies. If, let's say, on the other end of the spectrum, you have 10 meals a day, then you will probably not be able to satiate yourself from any of those meals as a result you're probably gonna find it hard to stick to your diet because you're gonna be hungry all the time because you'll be eating so little portions and not a lot of food in each sitting on the other hand the spectrum having yeah too much meal frequency when you are bulking means you'll probably not have enough time to get hungry and it requires a lot of planning and excessive stress with worrying about getting a meal in all the time and like I said, if you're dieting, your meals will be really small. So that's a quick overview on the impact it will have on adherence. But going on to meal timing, I'm going to touch on that in more detail. So like I said, meal timing is just the time you consume your meals on a daily basis. And ideally, if I want to put like a rough guide out there, the ideal timing in terms of in between meals is around two to four hours. Like if I had to say, how long should you wait in between eating? It's around two to four hours. And the reason being is when we eat a meal, we do something called spike muscle protein synthesis, which gets, puts us in a good position to build muscle and recover muscle damage, which is what we get, which is expressed as soreness. So if let's say we, if we eat every hour, we're not going to be able to spike muscle protein synthesis more. Muscle protein synthesis is spiked when we have around 20, 25 grams of protein at least. And if, let's say, we will have meals every hour, it doesn't actually spike it more. It doesn't help. It basically blunts it over time. And the reason being is in order to keep spiking it, it needs to go back down to baseline, meaning it needs to be spiked and then it needs time to lower before getting spiked again. If you keep trying to spike it in a really short space of time, or let's say you keep just sipping on protein throughout the day, you'll basically blunt it, and then you'll stop having the effects of spiking muscle protein synthesis. You'll stop having the ability to spike it, pretty much, which means you won't be able to get the recovery benefits from it. You won't be able to get the benefits of recovering your damaged muscle tissue and being able to recover at a fast rate. 
and in terms of how it affects your ability to recover so spiking muscle protein synthesis around our session means we're going to be in a good position to recover from our training and build muscle instead of getting a lot of soreness and when we train we basically break a muscle tissue down so if we get around it we're not going to break it down as much which means we can skip that repair process we don't have to worry about repairing the broken down muscle and instead we can just focus on building muscle sooner if that makes sense because we need to repair the damaged muscle tissue before we start building new muscle if that makes sense so if we're spending all our time rebuilding the damaged tissue and then we're training it again we're not giving ourselves time to actually grow new muscle we're just repairing what we've damaged if that makes sense it's like a i'll try and think of an analogy so it's like if you're building a house and you've got you've got your colleague there he's been a muppet yes you're a builder in this scenario for whatever reason or let's say there's someone there and whenever you're trying to build the house they knock it down eh, with a digger or whatever and then before you manage to build more than you did last time they knock it down again that's what i mean by not being able to like build muscle from having too much muscle damage and not being able to recover it whereas if let's say you don't have as much muscle damage it means you'll be building the house they'll only knock it down a tiny bit and then you can keep building it before they have a chance to knock it down again and you can gradually although they are knocking it down build it up yeah i hope that makes sense if not my apologies and yeah so ideally going a very long time without protein you could argue is not ideal just because we want to spike muscle protein synthesis to recover and also to basically when we are dieting we want to have the amino acids so the building blocks of protein in our bloodstream we want to have protein there uh, to basically keep our muscles because if we don't have protein available basically when we're dieting if we don't have any food in our system we start losing body fat and during that period if we don't have any essential amino acids or sorry amino acids which are from protein if we don't consume protein while we are in a calorie deficit relatively frequently our body will start taking energy not only from body fat but from muscle tissue because we don't have amino acids circulating around our bloodstream from having protein so that's why we want to ideally have some protein uh, relatively frequently and in terms of like the pre-workout and post-workout window this is where we utilize carbohydrates best and we're not as likely to store it as body fat so it makes sense to try and time our set our meals around that window as well as eating first thing because we've not ate for a good while after because oh, we've been sleeping of course and like i said not that we need to slam a protein shake as soon as we get up or we're going to lose muscle and like i said adherence comes first your ability to stick to the plan but on paper it's ideal if we can eat relatively soon after waking up because we've went all that time without having protein and we've not had any amino acids consumed which means we're not going to be in a good position to build muscle we're going to be in a catabolic state or a state where we're going to be basically breaking down muscle tissue potentially and uh, same before bed before bed it's ideal to have to ideally time a meal before you're going to sleep because we're going to be going nine hours or eight hours however long you sleep without having enough protein or not enough without having a protein source so ideally want a source of protein there and 
in terms of yeah, so meal timing, just to summarize, ideally on paper, it's ideal if we can have multiple meals a day and have them spaced out around two to four hours. And we ideally want to eat in in the morning, relatively soon after waking, before bed, because we're those are the periods where we've not consumed protein for a good while and meals as a whole. And then we want to eat before and after our session. In terms of your other meals, just space in evenly in between the others. Again, the only the only caveat to this is adherence. So if let's say having meals a bit closer together at the later end of the day stops you from snacking or eating over your calories, then that's going to work better for you. That's going to be what's best for you. And next up, meal frequency. So meal frequency is how frequent you eat on a daily basis. And again, long periods aren't ideal. So we don't want to eat, let's say, two meals a day. But on the other hand, if we eat, let's say, six or let's say eight meals a day, that's going to be overwhelming. We're not going to have a decent substantial amount of meals. We'll have to carry multiple containers with us all the time, and it's just going to be an absolute pain. So we want to spike muscle protein synthesis, but we want it to be sustainable. And I think the sweet spot's ideally something like four to six meals. Again, the sweet spot's somewhere in the middle, just like it is with most other scenarios. And if we have like this frequency, it means, like I said, it's, it's relatively sustainable to do. And when I say meals, you don't have to have, let's say, a home-cooked meal for one of your servings of protein. You could just have a protein bar. But ideally, you want to have protein relatively frequently. Because on paper, without disrupting sleep, if you can spike muscle protein synthesis more often, meaning if you can have a serving of protein more often, which is not going to be super stressful to do, and it's not going to impact sleep or anything else, then it's going to be probably better for muscle growth. Granted, we've got enough time to digest that meal, let muscle protein synthesis return to baseline by waiting around two hours and then doing that again. And again, muscle protein synthesis is just basically us consuming 20, 25 grams of protein. It can be more, but you're not going to benefit from having more in terms of spiking muscle protein synthesis. Once it's spiked, it's spiked, if that makes sense. And uh, yeah, so ideally from having like 20 to 25 grams a meal. So if we can do that more on paper, it's going to yield better results over time. Yes, it's not going to mean you're going to put on kilos of muscle overnight. But again, all the, wee, all the wee small details add up. All the wee effects compound over time. So yeah, and in terms of meal frequency, play about with it. So some people might find... If you're bulking, you might find four is a bit too hard to get the food in. Six might be a bit bit awkward, bit too much. You're struggling to, let's say, space your meals out enough with your work commitments. So five might be the sweet spot for yourself. I myself like having five meals if I'm dieting or bulking. I think it works for me and allows me to space my meals out effectively uh, while not eating them too close together or too far apart. And... Yeah, so in terms of meal frequency and meal timing, just to conclude, they both do matter. Ideally, in terms of meal timing, wait two to four hours in between each meal. Meal frequency, we want to ideally eat, like I said, both, I kind of I kind of covered that with meal timing, sorry. So meal timing, again, two to four hours. And ideally, around the workout window, we want to consume our carbohydrates, a source of protein at least. And then we want to eat relatively soon after waking up and relatively soon before going to bed. As well as that, space your meals out appropriately just in between 
in the middle of, let's say, those other meals. The only caveat to that is if adherence will be improved from doing otherwise. And as for meal frequency, choose a frequency that you can stick to best. On paper, around four to six meals would be great if you're looking to maximize things. Uh, and again, what fits yourself in terms of your lifestyle without causing excessive stress? What can you space out adequately and what allows you to minimize hunger if you're dieting or allow you to get the calories in effectively if you're bulking? For me, I like five. I think that's the sweet spot. So yeah, hope that helped. Uh, thank you very much for listening. If you did enjoy the episode, then please feel free to subscribe, uh, like, comment, leave a review or a rating. Obviously, it depends what platform you're listening to it on. Any suggestions you'd like to see them, please just ask. And we're on the road to 2,000 downloads, which is really exciting. So I appreciate everyone's support as always. And like I said, any questions, any way I can help, please let me know. I'm currently taking on clients, so anyone interested in coaching and you want to get a head start on your goals before the new year, then feel free to reach out. And again, yes, it's it's a time where it's a bit duller outside and uh, you might not be as motivated and driven, but that's when the accountability can help the most. And at the end of the day, like, uh, why wait until New Year, in my opinion? It's like there's no reason why you can't work towards your goals or set yourself up for a successful dieting phase beforehand because the without being a sales pitch, if your goal is to diet after New Year, the closer you can get your hands on a good coach who can set you up for a good position to start a dieting phase, the more successful that dieting phase will be. The more you can get productive habits and training in place before it, the better you're going to be when you start a dying phase so if you're wanting to improve in terms of your, your body composition your strength and uh, overall make a positive change in terms of your fitness and you're willing to put the work in and be consistent obviously i'll be there to help along the way but if you're willing to put the work in you're serious regarding your training then and by serious you don't have to have bodybuilding goals by serious i just mean you're willing to be, be disciplined and try your best. That's all I ask for for my clients. And feel free to reach out for a coaching service. Uh, the application is below in the description and uh, also in my bio on Instagram. Or you can just drop me a message. I uh, hope everyone has a great and productive day or evening or week, depending on when you're listening to this. And uh, like I said, thank you very much for listening.